We forgot to ask the team. Welcome to another episode of We oh. Forgot to Ask the Team. Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm Paul McTeamman. <laughs> I'm Team McPaul, and we're here to talk about all the things we forgot to ask you about last week. Yeah. Last week was our episode on trailers, and we asked you what your favourite trailers were. <laughs> the sound went out both times you said trailers, but no, <laughs> no other word in that sentence. Wonderful. They were. That was the only important one. You see the issue we had here last week, OG team. It's a fucking nightmare every week. It's a miracle we end up <laughs> getting anything out. So what did the team say about the trailers? Oh, Chris Attaway at Boz Wiener from the Revisited podcast. Oh, he yeah. said, a serious man. I love the repetition yeah. of the sounds throughout. It's also quite short. I'm going to sound like a twat <laughs> now, but there used to be a bit of an art to trailers. Show just enough to intrigue. Now, show everything. Plot, deaths, the ending, fuck it. So this was before <laughs> hearing our episode. Um, yeah. And he, he has basically given us the exact same opinion that we have. Um, and we've told you about this. We told everyone about this at home, about yeah. saying the things that we're going to say, but long, <laughs> but short form. You need to start figuring out our opinions and not having them at the same time. It's very important. Well, the thing is, if you start having them better than us, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point in the pools? What's the, what's the poorly point? Our tits? I, I don't think it's necessarily a new development, um, that separation. Because don't forget, back in the 60s, you would have just a guy come on and tell you the plot to the movie. That's true. Suspense, frills, and more await you in the island of Dr. Faro. A crazed madman is making experiments on animals. Will our heroes save the day? And that was yeah. my childhood. <laughs> the island of Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> island of Henry David Thoreau. A crazed madman escapes the comforts of modern life in order to pursue <laughs> a more naturalistic and holistic lifestyle. Can he be saved? Should he? <laughs> Should he? I don't know if you've read Jordan, but it's great. I'd, I would very much like to. Um, and maybe the island of Dr. Moreau I think that's just always been some bad, some good And the good yeah. ones focus on the uh, premise right? And the feel, the mood Were there any good trailers before 1970, Paul? I don't believe there were, there were. <laughs> I will have to go and check But I'm absolutely sure that there have been I don't know, something will have made great use of sort of rhythmic Something by Brunwell How do you advertise a fucking Robert Bresson film? How did they used to get the fucking uh, Fellini films out there? This crazy dame's hooked up with a guy, with a strong man in the circus. <laughs> what happens next will stun you. There were BuzzFeed articles, the trailers of the 1940s. <laughs> OMG! <laughs> this is problematic, everyone. <laughs> so, thanks, Chris. Uh, Blokebusters mm. said there's no specific trailers that really jumped to mind. Oh, cheers. <laughs> However... For just the sheer insanity that was the premise, plot, and execution, you can't go far wrong with Swiss Army Man. I can imagine yeah. the Swiss Army Man trailer. Actually, I think I've seen it. Um, the corpse I've... of Daniel Radcliffe farts to safety, and it's um, special. I've only seen it. I haven't seen the film. I've only seen the trailer. Really? It is, yeah, and it is It is a very special trailer, and I do want to mm. see the damn thing. I've seen subsequent film. It's Death of Dick Long Guy, isn't Death it? Death of Dick Long, yeah. It's Death of Dick Long Guy, and yeah, that warrants, <laughs> that warrants a watch. It definitely does. It's a very different film. Um, but actually, do you know what? It, it starts with, with a ridiculous premise and mm. ends up being about something quite serious. There you go. Whereas Death of Dick Long starts with something that seems very serious and ends up in a ridiculous premise and then becomes serious again. <laughs> and then, yeah, it becomes serious again. <laughs> and then it doesn't, but then it does. And then it doesn't, <laughs> but then it does. Much like this sentence. Yes. Do is there, Are there any other parts of last week's podcast we need to do before we crack on to this week's? Um, no.
days and heart belong to the animals. I'm Paul Maneating Shark. I'm a right boyo. <laughs> Perfect. Already boyo. better casting. Boyo. <laughs> I'm excited about this one okay. because we have been in this last recommendations month. We've been in a bit of a history hole. Mm. You know, the last recent film we covered was Cats. <sighs> And before that, it was um, The Goldfinch. Yeah. So we're spending a lot of time in that old, you know, yesteryear, snuffling out the truffles back it's there. It's a big hole, and there are layers to it. And that, that last one for the last 20 years or so is just a big old mooncake of a crater. Yeah, it really was, and it needed a couple of pulls to go in and just, um, yeah, shovel it all up. But yeah. I am very happy to be striding confidently into pastures new. <laughs> Trousers down. Fields unshattered. Just waiting for us to come wallowing in. <laughs> With our bowel problems. <laughs> um, we are covering good director Stephen Gahan's 2020 film Doolittle, or The Voyage yeah. of Dr. Doolittle, or Dr. Doolittle of Mars, depending on what's marketable that week. I see trees of green. For fuck's sake. Red roses too. Are you Dr. Doolittle? We have no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. Everyone pack your bags! (laughs) I'm unavailable. You can talk to animals. Yes. That's interesting, that last one. (laughs) That was the joke about John Carter. No, I want to see it now. (laughs) That's the sequel. Not deliver. (laughs) Come on, come with me, pet horse. Horse? (laughs) I should have had the spacesuits for everyone. Man. (laughs) Don't get many spacesuits without two legs. (laughs) a four-legged spacesuit for myself because my big willy <laughs> well four uh, the <laughs> film was <laughs> the film was a passion project for star robert downey jr oh. um it was shot in 2018 and then after a poor test screening it had 21 days of reshoots 21 days of reshoots 21 days of reshoots i'll be surprised if i come out in working order no the, the intention according to the wall street journey journal was to craft a sillier movie more likely to appeal to younger moviegoers and overseas audiences because those are synonymous <laughs> silly idiots those silly <laughs> silly europeans idiots like kids and foreigners <laughs> <laughs> also it's, it's, wow can you imagine a sillier movie paul than this... than doolittle <laughs> well <laughs> it implies that before this was blade runner before they got their <laughs> yeah. on it down, 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 down. It's been many a cold day since my wife died. <laughs> Some days I think of just ending it all right now, but what keeps me going? It's hatred, mostly. I thought that the ability to talk to animals might have been a curse, but it was my and destiny. And then Kumail Nanjiani comes in and goes, if you want to talk about destiny, what about these eggs? And everyone just shoots themselves. Saddest film. <laughs> it's the saddest film, and it's the one we should have had, and the one we deserved. But <laughs> in order to help the traffic and Syriana writer turned director um, turn his film into a sillier version of what it was, they got Jonathan Liebesman, the guy who directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay oh, okay. one, and Roth and Roth of the Titans, the Michael Bay one, and Battle Los Angeles, <laughs> the Gibbons <Goodman> one, <laughs> Gibbons' favorite film. Yeah, if the trailer's anything to go by, and you definitely should judge <laughs> it, a film by its trailer. Yeah. It's the best film, Then actually. this is going to be pretty good, it's guys. Be crazy. Apparently the problem was that the comedy wasn't working, so they got Seth Rogen involved. What? For kids! <laughs> yeah. Um, which recalls the plot to Longshot in a way that I find quite pleasing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got to get this guy in here. And then he ends up jacking off all over 
all over the internet. But he had to drop out, so they got a lot of the people who were involved in the Lego movie in to finish it off. Fucking hell. Seth Rogen left his keys in his car and uh, was never seen again. Excuse me, correction. The Lego Batman movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yay. That explains why in the casting list there's just a picture of Will Arnett without a character underneath it. <laughs> Will Arnett was in this. Oh, okay. Well, it, like yeah. the, the, the Google cast list just didn't give him a name, so it was just his face. Apropos <laughs> 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 of nothing, no explanation. <laughs> Just Will and Arnett, the spirits, the spiritual consultant of the film. <laughs> Critics responded to this film like a bagpipe up the arse. I bet you can't wait to find out how that's applicable. <laughs> it is. You can. How oh, are you talking with the animals? Are you the podcaster who knows the animals? It's actually this is a trade dispute, actually. <laughs> um, I'm not fucking paying you. Leave it, mate. Law's law. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm. No, I'm quite busy. I told you. I, I said we could have, we could have met lunch yesterday. You said you were busy throwing up into the mouths of your children. It's not my I problem. S- I said that was fair enough, and I wanted to reschedule. <laughs> I said, "When will you not be doing that?" And you said you didn't know. So, Here and we I said, are. "Well, just not Saturday morning." And you, and you said late morning or early morning, but you're already throwing up into the mouths of your children. Look, speaking of throwing up into the mouths of your children, Peter Bradshaw at the at the Guardian. Oh, good. It really is horribly inert, and every time Downey opens his mouth to say something unintelligible, the film dies a bit more. And that's horribly inert. Ugh. Horribly, horribly how, inert. Just look how it's not going anywhere. You know, and that's one of those words where you don't need to put very in front of it, but horribly <laughs> really does make a difference. <laughs> Why is it horribly inert? Where's it leaking from? <laughs> from where doth it leak? Uh, speaking of leaking, uh, Clarice Lochry over at the Independent said, <laughs> "Doolittle ought to have self-aware ellipses done less." I like it. Oh, I'm on board. Oh gosh. Oh golly. Oh boy, everyone. The ellipses says, "I know. I know what I've done." The ellipses is the little finger to the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nevertheless, it will be linked to a list on Twitter of people who made the exact same joke. That 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 ellipses is um. I mean, there's no point for me to go on living anymore. <laughs> well, speaking of not wanting to go on living anymore, I took a brief look <laughs> at the Google reviews for this film. Oh, yeah. And um, it seemed to mostly be five-star reviews from RDJ diehards. And I didn't want to hear about that. I wanted to hear from the man on the street in his home. The confused, silent British <laughs> public. Amazon customer, yeah. Amazon UK, oh, okay. said, No redeeming features. My kid lost interest after about 15 minutes and started drawing pictures. Was that an option for me? <laughs> <laughs> Could I have just got off and drawn pictures instead and described it to the boys and girls listening at home? So so it's inspiring somebody to become the next great artist. Holy actually. shit, that was Damien yeah. Hurst. <laughs> yeah. <fuck. laughs> because I watched just this like... and did think about cutting <laughs> several animals in half. <laughs> <laughs> All of those spare bits of perspex you have lying around. <laughs> Gotta do something with it. You could do so much <laughs> other stuff with that. No. Officer? I'll put it in animals. Could have put it through animals. Um, through and up them. AMK uh, over at Amazon UK. What's that sound for? Ooh. AMK? Astro Malignant Kink. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah. Astro Malignant Kink. Fuck yeah, that's what got me banned from Belgium. <laughs> and then reinvited back into Belgium. <laughs> They're king. They respected me after that. <laughs> They're Astro Malignant King. <laughs> um, it really should be possible to get your money back on a film as bad as this one. We turned it off after 10 minutes, having paid £14 for it. Unbelievably annoying and boring. 
I mean, that's almost one pound fifty a minute. That's earning more money than your average McDonald's worker. <laughs> that film. An average retail worker, an average um, office worker in the UK. That's true. What we really need to do is try and move our McDonald's workers into being really annoying in people's homes. It seems like a more profitable endeavor for them. <laughs> they give you 15 quid and take the fuck off. That's two, that's two hours work. <laughs> oh, I had to work for flipping burgers for this. Amazing. Look, 14 quid, I'll come and do really shitty animal impressions at you and for uh, longer than you would be able to bear it when Robert Downey <laughs> yeah. Jr. is doing it. You get to 27 minutes and everyone's starting to sweat at this stage. You're like, oh God, does, it, does the rate increase after that? God, I was about to spend 20 quid on a ticket for the new Michael Bay film. Well, tell you what, mate, for a tenner, I'll beat the living shit out of you. That's a bargain. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you did it twice. <laughs> Push a crumpled 20 into his hand. Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> I feel better than a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you know when oh you know when you're full but you just can't say no to seconds. <laughs> That's me and Michael Bay. Okay, look, <laughs> we had lots of great two men. Uh, but only one interesting three-man, and that's Mr. Rafe oh. Twickle- Twistleton Wicket, whatever the fuck finds. Wickety Wickety Wild Wild West. <laughs> wickety Wickety Wild Wild Rafe Finds. Um, who of course <laughs> was in Holmes and Watson and was the best thing in that. Yeah. And was in the Avengers and was not the best thing in that. And yeah. was in this, playing the tiger. Yes, he was. God, only him. Yeah, he was the only three men of all this ridiculously long cast. This is a real fall for grace from a lot of people. It was a real toe for grace for a lot of other people as well. <laughs> and for toe for grace, I mean, he was he was fine. <laughs> he was I, I saw fine, him to yeah, last night. Yeah. He got kissed by Jessica Chastain. <laughs> well, what could you want? Oh, I'd exactly. to a movie for that. A role in Doolittle? <laughs> Probably not. Unlikely. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. Uh, we do, however, have... Marion Coltyard, though, speaking of Nolan. Uh, we do, however, <laughs> have five men who are earning their foreman and five-man stripes today. Oh, And to celebrate okay. them, uh, I noticed that a lot of them have been in the same sort of film. So, let's play a game of Man in Black, Crime of Grindelwald, Last Night or Mummy? <laughs> Is this person Amazing. a man in black, a crime of Grindelwald, a last night, or a, or the mummy? Okay. So we're going to start with uh, Richard Price. And I'm going to tell you the role he played. And you just tell me if he played that role in a ma- man in black, crime of Grindelwald, last night, or mummy. Okay. He played Hyperloop Commuter. Men in black, surely. Yeah. Yeah, men in black. Ah. He was also in Crimes of Grindelwald, Holmes and Watson, Men in Black International, and Transformers The Last Night. Fantastic. Yeah. What a lineup. Um, I'm glad he's getting work. <laughs> we now move on to Clem So. Day to night to morning. Keep with me in the <laughs> moment. I'd have let you had I known it. Why don't you Clem So? <laughs> and he played An- Animus Patient. Animus Patient. Yeah. Was Assassin's Creed one of the. Nope. One of the options? <laughs> Shit. Okay. I fucked up the game. <laughs> oh no! No! I what? That Assassin's Creed was in this. I put Animus Patient so, brackets Grindelwald. I'm pretty sure in Crimes of Grindelwald he was like Ministry Magician. So. Uh, okay. But I'm going to give you two points for that because holy fuck, you managed to guess that it was a trick question and that he wasn't in any. <laughs> it wasn't any of those. <laughs> the Mummy. Possibly. Yeah. Do you know? I. It could. It could be the Mummy. It could be. What was the other one last night? La- yeah. What was last night. Transformers. Oh, la- okay. Of I which we saw night, 12 like, minutes. N-I-G-H-T. <laughs> yeah. That could be Animus, because that that's got some weird time stuff. Because that was nonsense. 
Yeah, it was. Um, he's <laughs> been in bollocks. Old Clemso has been in Assassin's Creed, Crimes of Grindelwald, Jupiter Ascending, and Doolittle. How oh, fantastic! Okay. Just three left. His mother, <laughs> Nazia Jama, uh, played mm. Makusa Prisoner from yes, actually one of those movies this time. Makusa Prisoner. Yeah, Makusa Prisoner. Oh, that's a weird name, and it could be in any one of those. <laughs> Where do you have prisoners? Men in Black International. Last night. I don't know the mu- the the mummy. Crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, it was Crimes of Grindelwald in that opening sequence. Oh. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. He, Nazir Jama, has been in seven movies, and we've reviewed four of them. Mm. What are the other three, Paul? Oh, shit, I can't remember. They were, I think they were good. One of them was uh, Captain Phillips. Oh, okay, that was good, and that's not going to be in this. That's so. not going to get covered. Well done, by. him. Well done, him, for that. And then we've also got The Informer, which I don't know quite what that is. Was that Matt Damon? Or was no, that the informant? No. no, that was the informant. Yeah, this is Joel Kinnaman. So, could ah, be. Okay. Could be covered from ours if anyone gives a shit about it. Um, and the other one was mm. Ready Player One, which is relatively which was, safe from ours for now. Which is right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bern Colazzo. Uh, he played Bakery Delivery Man. Bakery Delivery Man. All those, all those donuts they were tucking into <laughs> in any one of those movies. Yeah. Bakery Delivery Man. It, sound, it sounds like something Chris Hemsworth would be taking advantage of in Men in Black International. Oh. oh boy, it's donut day. <laughs> it's donut um, day, am I right? I've never eaten a donut before. <laughs> never even seen one. <laughs> um, Men in Black, Last Night, Mummy, Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Is it? Is it Last Night? It is Last Night. I think we saw that scene. I think it's. I think the the sexualized woman has some sort of interaction with a bakery oh, delivery. Oh Christ! Man. I remember nothing. Do you know how I worked <laughs> that out? I went on the logic that you haven't given me an answer for the last <laughs> night yet so it must be that forgetting that you didn't choose these people <laughs> okay all right last one this is their oh, choice also okay. with uh burn so you can check him out in tenet coming to cinemas whenever the world makes sense again brilliant yeah it's the first time time invasion <laughs> film invasion uh nick, <laughs> nick donald you played... say inversion let's call the whole thing off and have a sit down <laughs> in one of my many chairs uh, Nick Donald <laughs> played construction worker. Oh Christ, that sounds like a Michael Bay where he's just he, he's he's <laughs> leaning on something and talking to a dog or some shit, and that's all he's got. And we're supposed to like and load them at the same time, but then disaster strikes, and he says something <laughs> like, "Oh no, my butt." I'm gonna go with the last night. That's the mummy. I'm pretty sure uh, he's one of the ones killed by the lady mummy. One last question: Who is he? Just, why should I care? Why should any of us care? One last question about these people who are nothing, um, but have accomplished way more than any of us will. Uh, one last question. How many of no. those five men were in The Last Jedi? Five. Three. No. <laughs> Three, and two of them played Two of them played two Stormtroopers, so that's fun. Aww. Okay. Well, good on them. I love them again. Yeah, about to do little. <laughs> what a nice diversion. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I know a thing or two about just diverting for absolutely no reason whatsoever and completely forgetting what it is that you're meant to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bad to do little. <laughs> uh, the film failed to make money, losing Universal up to $100 million. Wow. It also has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes and 5.6 on IMDb. Yeah, which is one point less than Hail Caesar. <laughs> Five points IMDb. more than Rotten Tomato- than Last Jedi, probably. Um, <laughs> so, Paul, you Kalahari snare. Whales! What's one thing about <laughs> What's one thing about Doolittle that made you want to prance around and think your own thoughts? 
Oh well, do you know what? I, I appreciated the anim- animation opening, Paul. I think that oh, was, I love that. That 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 was beautiful. It was so pretty and so nice that almost almost didn't notice the voiceover narration. Yeah, but you did. Oh, you did. Oh, speaking of which, before we get started, I need you to uh, take something off me. I've just got I've just got something here. Just 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 right here. Just... Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, you just take it off me, mate. It's just the exposition. <laughs> <laughs> There once was a peculiar doctor known for his extraordinary ability. He could talk to animals. Dr. Doolittle's reputation spread far and wide. Even the Queen of England called on him. So grateful for his help, she gifted him a wondrous sanctuary whose doors were open to all creatures. His days belonged to the animals, but his heart belonged to one woman, Lily, the fearless explorer. They travelled the globe going on great adventures, defending creatures who could not defend themselves. For me, an extraordinary king. Don't worry about any of this because you're going to be wondering for at least the first 10 minutes whether this story plays out before or after. <laughs> well, we cut to a young boy who may or may not be Doolittle. And he yeah. accidentally kills a squirrel. Well, hurts a squirrel. He doesn't kill it, yeah. unfortunately. Egg- egged on by his dad, uh, Ralph Innocent player yeah. of awful men in one every my, movie ever one of my good things we'll come back to him later um, he's one of my good things <laughs> we love that man is that awful man um yeah <laughs> he he encourages his son to kill a bird but he kills a squirrel instead because he's a fucking nutter he's like all right son <laughs> he walks off he subscribes him to the hierarchy of animals and races <laughs> horrible family. that's right ali Ka- it doesn't come up often but ali character is a total <laughs> racist yeah he's like a calvinist dutch from the 1500s I can't believe they managed to keep that in the movie. So, <laughs> desperate to save the life of the squirrel, he takes it to Iron Man's home of CGI animals. Um, with a CGI sign and CGI door and CGI boy. Yeah, and CGI boy when he goes in. It's like, um, it's like Take On Me. I... <laughs> I'm just sure there's a better <laughs> reference for that, but I'll go with that. A har pulls him into the video. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> and we've also got a CGI whimsical English girl. Oh, what? P- Princess Alarmway. Whatever are you doing up there? I've come from Buckingham Palace on urgent business. Can you tell me if this is the home of John Doolittle? Yeah. Who's well, so fucking... She's so fucking whimsical, Paul. She's oh, so charming. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's there. Pretending and... to be an adult. I love that. I love that. It's my favourite <laughs> thing in films, Paul. <laughs> I love that. Ugh. We're going to meet our hero. Oh, good. And one fucking baffling chess scene later. (laughs) It's time to articulate to the audience that Robert Downey Jr. is speaking the same language as the animals, and so whenever we see him speaking to animals, he's actually growling, chirping, and barking. And the only way I can think to do that is to get... In those faces. <laughs> Fucking get in there, son. I want to see... I want to know what they have for breakfast. <laughs> I want to know what their lover smells like. <laughs> I want to know what those tonsils are like when they're rubbing up against me. Get the fuck in every face that you can find. I want to know about that tonsil throb throb. <laughs> oh, fuck. So he does some Wallace and Gromit shit. Because he's an inventor, apparently, as well as... a animal talkman maybe he learnt it from the beavers or something whimsical did not pick up on that yeah he's got like a breakfast machine it's nonsense so 
After that, it's time for a tender moment with the boy who's made his way in. It's going to be the boy and Iron Man and the squirrel. Ah, well, what a tender moment to show the sensitive side of our lead character. Um, it's pretty boring though, so let's inject some comedy in there. I, 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 I'm too beautiful to die. <laughs> yeah. I almost um, felt something there. Is it too early to die? <laughs> Got a lot of misery ahead of you, boyo. <laughs> oh boy! Trust me. He operates on the fucking squirrel. Um, and I write the note, you know, this would be a lot better without the talking animals. The doctor is back! Hang on, little buddy. Whew. Haven't done this in a while. Let's get everything the way Doc likes. It really would, yeah. even if he was just operating on thin air. <laughs> on absolutely nothing. <laughs> I feel um, like the film would have better focus, if not for all the talking animals. Because it would just cut to John Cena being like, ah, take that, you oversized flamingo. What does that even mean? <laughs> John. If the actors... I wish the actors had all done mocap and had been present on set <laughs> pretending to be their various animals. Fucking John Cena, the, the ape in the corner. <laughs> he wasn't the ape, he was the fucking polar no, bear. No, he was the polar bear in a hat. That's it. The ape was uh, Rami Malek. Rami Malek, who's unrecognisable. Yeah. It didn't ape. sound like Private Snafu at all. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go through just a couple of the points here that they've decided to describe the animals as on the Wikipedias. We've okay. got Emma Thompson as the parrot, a wise and brave macaw, Doolittle's most trusted <laughs> advisor. Brave? Does that come out? I... I... I, I guess. I mean, she wasn't not brave, so well, yeah. you can say that. She wasn't one of the cowardly comedic characters. That was all the others. Yeah, other than John Cena, who refused, actually. They had to rewrite his character. He got the, he got the screenwriter in a headlock. <laughs> and he had to do what he said. Rami Malek is a shy but noble gorilla. John Cena as <laughs> a happy-go-lucky polar bear who wears a chulo. Ooh, mental. And a, and a new hat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, fucking hell, there was a dog who wears glasses who was in one scene, and that was Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. yeah. Oh, he oh he's, he told such a great joke, Paul. Later on, he says, someone here's been a bad boy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we paid him $7 million. <laughs> That's a Spider-Man juice. Sorry, cat. I, I scared him <laughs> with, with my hat, Aww. and I probably won't nail up if I hadn't already from my awful shouting voice. <laughs> Greg Robinson as a cheeky chirpy as a cheeky chippy squirrel with a bad attitude. Chippy? Chipper. <laughs> Chipper or chirpy, I think is what maybe they were yeah. going at. And they write it chippy. chippy is, um, He's a chippy. In in the UK, chippy is purveyor of chips. And sex and here it's according a, to Johnny Vegas. I think it's a carpenter or something. In 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 the UK it's just Johnny Vegas, yeah. Yeah, it is Johnny Vegas, the the entity. So <laughs> Princess a long way is here to get Dr. Doolittle to come urgently to Buckingham Palace. Uh, where Jesse Buckley has been poisoned by obviously the bad guys who are all around. Yeah. 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 Michael Sheen in a big black beard. So, yeah. So they ride out to the field that Buckingham Palace is in. Mm -hmm. And we know it's Buckingham Palace because somebody fucking tells us so. Buckingham Palace. It's Buckingham Palace. Crikey and chips, everyone. <laughs> Crikey, gosh, I'm Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. After a bad CGI entrance, Robert Downey Jr. meets the villainous uh, couple who are Jim Broadbent and Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. An octo Dr. Mudfly? Yeah. Do yeah. Dr. Moodfly or something like that. <laughs> M.U. Umlaut. Yeah. <laughs> M D. <laughs> it's Moodlaut Fly. You pronounce Moodflesh. Moodflesh. Um, Rockman. 
<laughs> an octopus says stitches uh, snitches get stitches, and I reminisce about Holmes and Watson. Ah, oh, this is as funny God, as that. Poor sucker. Yeah. Um, Americanisms in Britain. It's very funny. I enjoy it. Ah, yeah, great. Yeah, loved loved all that. Yeah, Marcus Sheen is a is, is finely tuned the frustration in the performance. Oh yeah, he's doing um, well. He's playing David Mitchell. And um, he's really, really nailing that. Sir, I'm afraid your obsession with Doolittle... What obsession? I'm not obsessed with Doolittle. You're obsessed with Doolittle. You're the one obsessing about my obsession with Doolittle. Problem is, he's playing the author, David Mitchell, and... <laughs> there's no frame of reference. No, he's that's a very just not generally shy well man. And yet he fucking nailed it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking perfect. The author David Mitchell is a Victorian villain, complete with beard and ship yeah. and boat that he f- sails around Britain in. Uh, attacking coastal towns It's um, a real problem actually Is the author David Mitchell But that's a pretty good book I'll tell you He gives yeah. good book Tell you what He's a damn fine author <laughs> I'd love to do something But he's a mighty fine writer He's taking authoring to a whole new level Nobody else has tried this <laughs> <laughs> Character work spotless All because of the raping and pillaging Yeah <laughs> Directly related He insists he Goes off and writes a book about the Beatles I'm not going to ask him about his process So <laughs> I'm not going to argue That's for sure so, speaking of Sherlock, Robert Downey Jr. does some Sherlock shit and then decides yeah. to go find a bit of fruit to give to the Queen and then leaves her with her Great. murderers. Yeah. But he yeah. leaves Sticky the stick insect. Oh, um, he'll save the day. And Tom Holland. He'll save the fucking day, everyone. And Tom Holland. Yeah. why not? Why the fuck not? Um, He's got to be here. He's got to do something. Princess RTJ does look like opium-era <laughs> Holmes, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He looks like just the fucking haggard version of that character, which is pretty much that character. Um, (laughs) Princess a long way asks if she can be in the movie, but she can't. Not allowed. They go no. Jamie Fox, whoever the fucking kid is, he tries to justify his presence (laughs) in the movie as well. He was like, "I was helpful in there, wasn't I? You were in there. (laughs) You were in that previous scene. Fuck, really? Were you? Weren't you in Slow West? No, that's um." Oh yeah, Cody Schmidt McPhee. That's it. Yeah, I was like, I had that, I had that exact name in my head, and I thought that's not a name. <laughs> no way, some fucking. That's mixing that. up several other names. <laughs> um, that's clearly nonsense. Emma, Emma Thompson goes well. According to the script, he is in this, and I actually <laughs> defend him at some point. So, uh, all right. Oh. <laughs> all right. On your camp. Well, no, he doesn't. Um, Marion Cotillard and friends have to break him out of his home. Um. And she gets her only lines of the film and says Mon Cherie three times. French. Jesus. The, fr- the French. The French. Am I right? Oh, the French. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, me, says Marion Cotillard oh, every morning the... when she wakes up. <laughs> God, I'm fucking mental. <laughs> Excuse me, whilst I wear this baguette and cycle naked into town. <laughs> it's all nonsense here in France. <laughs> says Marion <laughs> <laughs> What year is it? Where are we? Who cares? <laughs> Fuck my sister, France. <laughs> the year of France. It always looks the same. It always looks like Amelie, whenever that is. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering about the kind of comedy and laughs you can get from the hit film Doolittle, yeah. John Cena says, This is going to be cold, but I'm coming in hot. Yeah. Fuck yeah. A brief skirmish involving a whale and a diving suit, which is my new novel about my locked in syndrome. <laughs> It's the whale in the diving suit <laughs> that I suffered as a result of Doolittle. Oh, I feel like a whale in a diving suit. <laughs> I blinked to my nurse. Anyway, it's time for more exposition. Robert Downey Jr. tells him about his wife. Um, but there's, not, there's no time for any of that. It's time for more exposition. Emma Thompson tells us about this fucking <laughs> island we've arrived at and the falling out that he had with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. there's no time for that. 
No time for that. More exposition is ahead. Afoot. <laughs> I said some exposition is this way, my friends. We get a Men in Black International style redundant island scene where they go to an island yeah. and accomplish very little. Well, they they, they stretch the runtime out and um, they, they met best actor of the film, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> and best actor, but not necessarily as evidenced by this film, Ray Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he, he does get into my quick fires. He's got one thing. Yeah, um, me too. So, so you know, <laughs> class class shines through. But yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, cal- caliber, not uh, class, because fucking Twizzleton Smithly finds definitely <laughs> shines through in class. <laughs> his class, his talent shines through his class. They get away, they get out of the prison, and David so Mitchell shows up. The author David Mitchell shows up and sinks yeah. their ship. No, I have Awful so many David memories Mitchell. associated yeah, no, with well. that ship. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been told about so many things that happened. <laughs> no. Oh, good times. Remember the opening animation? Kamal Nanjani says something hilarious. Probably. <laughs> Probably. He probably said at least five hilarious things on that ship. It's beautiful. He, de- he definitely did, actually. They all got it. They they all had a tug-of-war thing, and, and he was like, oh, I'm going to have a bad back or something. Oh, it's, it's, really, it's really good, actually. Um, yeah. So, unfortunately, they don't all die. No. And they go, no, what are we going to do now? And then Antonio Bandera shows up and goes, I should fucking kill you. <laughs> but I have every right, but instead I'll just give you a book. Yeah, I, lo- I love yeah. my daughter. Here's a bit of amazing facial work. <laughs> and um oh there's there's michael sheen isn't it? is that michael sheen yeah it is oh let's just go there then and then yeah. there next scene yeah we're just chasing all is lost yeah. we'll never catch up with them we don't have a boat three minutes later we've got a boat and we're hot on his heels great <laughs> never mind here's a dragon i don't know what pacing means before that long before that michael sheen says oh. this will be the icing on the madeline not ice madelines does he then also say oh that's not a thing for madelines I don't think so. No, he says. That's... He he says no. That's actually still just the Madeline. The real icing on the Madeline. Stop saying that. Madeline's just not a fancy alternative for cake. Have you not read Proust, sir? <laughs> he, he does not mention chomping through the <laughs> inch, of, inch of, icing. of sugary frost. Yeah, <laughs> that reminded me of a really shit summer I had the year before all the good <laughs> stuff. Before the lesbians <laughs> and sexual ex- encounters in in coastal towns, I just ate a lot of sugar and felt sick for a week. So that's for a different saga. <laughs> Um, also, I think one of the characters says, I'm not crying, you're crying, which is great. Yeah. Better get an Uber out of here. Oh my right. gosh, Google Translate that for me, please. <laughs> Run it for Google Translate, would you? <laughs> God, speaking of young talent wasted in this film. Oh, look, a dragon. A man gets horribly burned to death, followed by a hilarious comedy moment with a duck. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it lays an egg in fear. So funny. That's horrible. I love that. I love that. I wonder if that man had a family. Never mind, because the next shot is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> having been picked up by a dragon, seen missing. And, yeah. well, he talks to the dragon. The dragon's all sad. He's forced yeah. to be in Doolittle. <laughs> it's a devastating revelation for this dragon. <laughs> he never thought his life would turn out this way. He was in The Hobbit. But we, we get a tender scene with the noble dragon. And then Iron Man pulls some bagpipes out of its ass. <laughs> Well done for watching this far, everyone. <laughs> they get a fruit. It turned out it was just like three feet away. The dragon's just like, yeah, it's right there. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Well. Great. I was worried there would have to be more of this epic twist. Quest. Yeah. Uh, twist. And they go, oh, <laughs> we should probably deal with uh, Michael Sheen, hey? Oh, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead. All right. Well, yeah, they go back to Buckingham Palace. Princess Alonway's back in it for a few seconds. And then Iron Man saves the day by throwing a rat across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to credits. 
A story is, is... ends as it began. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Shouting Valhalla while throwing a rat. <laughs> he, he he saves the queen and he implicates Michael Sheen and Jim Broadbent into the murder mm. of the queen on the yeah. basis of the evidence of a stick insect. <laughs> and rather and rather than go, well, he's clearly mad. Jim Broadbent <laughs> takes a knife from um, Boise from the Green Wing and um, and really weirdly threatens everyone. And they go, oh, you are really guilty. <laughs> it all ends well, apparently. They all go live in that house forever. With all the CGI yeah. animals, and we end on an incongruous pop song. Yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah, totally fit the time. Ariana Grande <laughs> style. Ariana, oh fuck! If I knew a Spanish for a lesser size than Grande, that would be really fun. <laughs> Ariana, um, like Starbucks. Ariana, What's no the Grande. Next... <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. The other day, I was thinking about Kangaroo Jack. Oh no! Yeah, because it occurred to me just how fucking crazy that was. They made mm. a gangster movie, like a t- a kind of a-, a stoner comedy crime film. And when it didn't test well, they put in two scenes of a rapping kangaroo and sold it to kids. And I don't know if we remember often enough just how fucking insane that is. Yeah, the recycled nature of that. It's so cynical. It's almost brilliant, the ballsiness of it. And I did think about it during Too Little. Yeah. Because we have an adventure story with awkward comedy sort of crammed into it. Just any cutaway is very clearly not there, not really there, as we just yeah. cut to a goofy animal and its noises. Prepare my right. Uh, today's gonna be a good day. I'm gonna do nothing, just prance around, think my own thoughts, and oh, he's walking this way. Not a great sign. He's got no beard. He looks motivated. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. It's... Like the, the the orangutan. Um, do you remember? Do you remember yeah. that one? They're, they're they're in trouble, and he's Robert Downey Jr. is going, "Oh, how do we get out of this?" And it cuts to a fucking orangutan and he just goes, I don't know about you guys, but I'm in a dancing mood. Seeking new patients, cash only. Ladies, gentlemen, who would like to dance? I got a bad case of dancing fever, so watch out. It's infectious. Can't help him. Yeah, fuck. Isn't that crazy, everyone? What a crazy orangutan. What a weird kind of Deadpool-esque film this is. You should bring your kids. It's nonsense. And the worst of it is, is that it's... That horrible thing where overproduction meets comedy. Comedy has to feel mm. a little bit spontaneous. It's really difficult to do comedy well in a big budget movie. Marvel tends yeah. to make it look a bit easy. The more it looks like effort was put into the gag, the less funny it is. And that's why CGI yes. characters are not suitable for comic relief, and we need to stop using them that way. Because yeah. every time it cut to, like, you know, the scroll making a sassy comment, I thought about the hundreds of hours that went into animating that sassy comment. God, Im- imagine the number of animators who fucking hated that joke come the end of it. <laughs> they they heard it and they're like, that's not that's a, not a particularly funny joke, but okay. I'll spend come. a week on it though. <laughs> yeah. Fucking just hear it in their sleep. Fucking. You gotta carefully get the the phonemes, and there were two in particular that really fucking bothered oh, me. Shit. Oh, the celery joke. 
Doctor Doolittle is performing surgery and he's asking for something and one of his assistants just keeps giving him celery and then other oh, things yeah. and then yeah. Dub-dub, forceps please. Here you go. That's a piece of celery. Forceps, dub-dub. Oh, sorry. Here you go. Still celery. Forceps. Carrot, that is. Forceps. That's a different piece of celery. Again, the amount of production that would have to go into that gag just yeah. really made it very difficult for me to watch. It just irritated me to think that they thought this was worthy. Yeah, when I heard that one, I thought, oh, I think that was a joke that worked, but why aren't I, mean, I, well, yeah, why aren't I enjoying this? Why aren't I laughing? <laughs> it's because if they had done, you know what? It would have been funny if they'd kept it in a single shot. Yeah. A single shot and just had that sort of riffing of the doctor and the animal in frame and things getting handed up. But yes. no, we keep cutting. We keep editing. So this isn't just an offhand comment. It's the focus of the scene and what we're seeing. The audience's yes. attention is being driven towards this joke, heightening their scrutiny on it, ensuring that it has to be good enough to warrant the cuts and the edits that they are making here. And that just, again, yeah. kills comedy because it doesn't feel spontaneous. It, Yeah, it, it leads to loads of heavily scripted setups like there's yeah. a scene with an ant godfather for, for like for oh. no reason whatsoever and, and it's oh, just it's, it's word for word you come to me on this the day of my daughter's wedding what a timely and unique reference I haven't seen that done before just, just what nonsense what absolute bollocks uh. it, the, the, it's, it's so stale it, it's yeah we're we're in Thief and the Cobbler again reshoots and and yeah. editions of um, I'm so hungry I could eat a vegetarian. <laughs> it's something that you you think what an exec who's never seen a film would find would uh, find funny. That's not great. Yeah. No, I've been up all night writing jokes. You like jokes? Yeah, I'll give you one. So a Jew? Oh God. <laughs> According to research, this is how comedy works. Why use one shot when <laughs> four shots would do? It's. Yeah. Oh god, it's just really irritating in that way, and it's so fucking noisy and yeah. messy, Paul. This film's an assault. It like it looks bad. The contrast is MySpace. It's yeah. all the way up. Yeah, it's a constant attempt to distract you from any sort of yeah. thinking time. Yes, it, it's just clanging and yelling the whole time. Yeah. Um, as, as soon as you have a film where the premise requires CGI animals, yeah. you know you're in for a fucking treat. <laughs> and unless you're going to do things like Christopher Robin, yeah, it, it's just going to be a mess. And, and on top of that, as I said earlier, the, the combination of forced whimsy yeah. and precocious English children and kooky music so you know it's a joke yeah. is just anathema to me. It's, it's poison. Yeah. For the first half hour, I kept willing myself to be into it because I wanted to get in the mindset of what the executives who made this and what Robert Downey Jr. and all the other people thought would be compelling about this movie. So I'm watching it and oh, I'm yeah. thinking, okay, it can't be the plot. It can't be because the plot is nothing. The plot is go here, get that, bring it back. That's not an interesting plot, you know. And the the hiccups, yeah. you know, ship gets sunk, all is lost moment, resolved mm. almost immediately. The plot is not the focus here, and I doubt there was an edit where it was. Okay, fine. Yeah. Action. Am I getting anything out of these action sequences? Be involved. This is this is a chase through a village on top of an ostrich. Come on, just get 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 that sense of excitement going. I couldn't. The the CGI yeah. is terrible. It really doesn't look like anything yeah. is happening. And there's no yeah. weight or stakes to it. You know, the giraffe has to duck his head in order to get under the thing. And all I'm thinking is, could a giraffe support all that weight? <laughs> it just, it, yeah, it's just nothing. It's, it's not a thing. And then, okay, I'm thinking, all right, fine. Action is not that great. And I'm not going to be able to get a, uh, how about spirit of adventure? We're going on a voyage like Tintin. Like Tintin. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna go sail oh, off into weird. the unknown, and it's gonna be fun and exciting and mystical worlds and yeah. all the rest of it. And there is one well-designed bit of fantasy in it, which I'll come to in quick fire. Cool. Aside from that, that, mostly just the open seas, which again don't really feel real because. It's not, not. It's a set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a set and CGI, and they've never gone near the sea. Any part of this production for any reason, the director clearly hates the sea. Um, <laughs> and he just spends hours on the, at the beach, he's screaming at it. Um, <laughs> Go away! Oh, you're coming back, are you? Go away again. Good, you're going! <laughs> back for more, is it? He comes out each morning. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Hobbling with an axe. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Towards the ocean. Um... <laughs> How long have we been on this beach? Five minutes? Seven years? First Emperor of China, well, M. Dafoe. It was so I couldn't get into the spirit of adventure. I couldn't get into the, oh boy, you know, kind of treasure yeah. island feel of it. So I, I just, I thought, okay, last last chance, characters. Get You get into the characters. Just get into them. Come on, <sighs> you like them. They're, <sighs> you know, lighthearted. They're joshing. They're joking. Sense of humor is completely flat. <laughs> it's pitched way below me and it's not funny. So, c- can you get anything here out of R- RDJ? He's lost his wife uh, uh, before the movie starts. He's living with this tragedy, and he's kind of an eccentric character, but with a heartbreak at the center. I couldn't. I, I couldn't no. because he spends the whole movie being quirky Jack Sparrow type. Yes. But not funny or interesting. It's a nice ship, right? And I'm its sovereign. And there are consequences. To ignoring me. Is that what you were going to no, no. say? Don't miss my words. Uh, but actually, I have my medicine. She, this licorice root is working a treat. Don't embarrass me in front of the crew. Fine, the boy can stay, but it'll be in my terms. No, it, it doesn't spend enough time. Yeah, it doesn't spend any time on why yeah. he's that way, or even enough time for you to properly think about him being that way. Yeah. Because it's, it's like the film is so scared that the audience will have a, a second to think about this themselves that they just yeah. fill it with shit. Yeah, I was I was actually scared to look down and write notes because I'd look yeah, up again too. and something completely different would be happening on screen, and yes. I have no idea of knowing what it was. That happened to me. No way. I, I was in the scene where Robert Downey Jr. was being told, you know, oh, you've got to let the the kid come come with us on the journey. And I looked down to write a note and looked up, and it was the dad talking to the mum about what a fuck up he is. And then we cut to him in his bedroom, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. I had to go back to realize that in one shot they do a kind of gag where it's like. The Iron Man 3 gag of, you know, you got to let me come with you. And he's like, well, and they cut to him already being at home, you know, which yeah, okay. is not a bad yeah. gag, but they they fucked up the punctuation of it. And there was just nothing leading up to it. And so I just missed yeah. it. I missed it when I looked away for a second. Yeah. And that happened several times. That'll happen. I had to, I had to backtrack. Yeah. I rewound several times in this. Yeah, it's, it's just so poorly made. Every, everything, oh, everything about it. It just, the, the, yeah. unfortunately, what could have, I guess if it, appealed to RDJ then it's because of exploring this character but what it's done is yeah. it's a, a noisy stupid film has been made yeah um, a really condescending one too if the idea is to market it yeah. towards children <laughs> yeah oh yeah. this isn't good for adults <laughs> it, it's the sort of well we can scrape all this what's left of this chicken together and put it in dog food yeah and and sell it sell it towards our least demanding art market which we consider to be children and that's you know nonsense yeah. that's not how those movies work yeah it's, at the very least it shouldn't be the plan b Plan B shouldn't be, okay, downshift, aim at kids, you know, like the yeah. kangaroo Jack. It's just... It, uh, it's if anything, Jack and Jill fans are as <laughs> as least as discerning. 
<laughs> yeah, aim it towards the Adam Sandler crowd somehow, which might explain all the fart jokes. I don't know. This was just uh. misplaced. This was a misguided attempt to create a sort of fun adventure movie where they forgot about the fun and the adventure and they really lost track of the humanity. And almost kind of forgot about the whole movie thing. Yeah. <laughs> it became very Oops. much a marketing opportunity towards... Hmm. Oh, God. Did they expect a new franchise out of this? It's so hard to tell. <sighs> probably. Oh, God. Just make sure. Pro- pro- probably someone did. <laughs> make a third Sherlock Holmes or Waiting and Guy Ritchie's got nothing better to do. Demonstrably. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see the gentleman? I didn't. Did you? No, I, I was curious as to why the trailer yeah. showed nothing of the movie. <laughs> In a good way, right? Like <laughs> it's it like Tenet. <laughs> well, speaking of Tenet, let's um, let's let's refocus. Okay, I couldn't get into this okay. movie sincerely, which I did try to do. I really wanted to, um, but mm. some things did stand out to me. Good work was done here, as is always done on a movie set, and we're going to talk about those good things. Let's quick fire. Quick fire. I mean, I imagine that we can we can just start with the um, animated opening, right? I mean, just gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous animation. It was an exposition. Yeah, it's lovely. Would have been interesting without. Mm. Um, imagine it without. I always say this with every film you ever watch. Imagine if there was narration, and think about how you would be thinking and feeling in that moment. And yeah. almost always, I conclude that you'd actually be thinking and feeling strong, more strongly about the material without narration. Still, it was a storybook kind of, you know, once upon a time, and. Mm. The animation was beautiful, so, and it yeah. bespoke a much more interesting film about two adventurers who travel around the world freeing animals from abusers. And has a really positive yeah. kind of pro-animal, anti-you know, abusive animals, which often goes yeah. hand in hand. Um, yeah. Message, <laughs> which I, which could have been interesting and fun, and also important for kids. But no, nope. hey, if you really wanted a franchise, mm. have that as the first film. Yeah, fuck it. You could kill her off in the second film. Have and then a fucking die like um, Eva Green in <laughs> yeah. James Bond. Well, let's talk about Ralph Innocent. Yeah, uh, he's my next one. Horrible uh, <laughs> old old timey zealot from The Vivich and um, yep. horrible Ironborn from Game of Thrones. Is 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 <laughs> as opposed to the lovely ones? Yeah, they're, he's just an Iron. They're all dead. <laughs> Iron, the Ironborn really are the worst. It they're just suck. they're just dad slobs. Like Love it. F- football fans. <laughs> Oh, he just punched him. He's my king. And that's why it's the best um, analog for England <laughs> of the whole Westeros. Christ. It's like the film Identity. Uh, just all, all, all parts of the English psyche. Every every part of Westeros. <laughs> and John Cusack. Yeah. Really. It's um... terrifying. <laughs> but you're right. Ralph Innocent in this, he plays a really nice dad. And even though he's tough on his kid, there's a scene with the mum later on where he's, you know, really worried about the kid. Yeah. You know, and he's just worried that maybe he's not going to be able to fend for himself in the world. We hunt things. He frees things. Like rabbits and mice. He carries spiders outside. Nobody likes spiders. Not even spiders. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, um, they see him, yeah. op- you know, helping all the animals. And they're just looking at him through a window like he's in a fucking yeah, mental hospital. What the fuck was that but, about? Uh, but, they're, but they're smiling and they're happy for him. Yeah. So that's nice. That's nice and strange. He's not thinking about pillaging or raping at all. <laughs> not like um, James Patterson. <laughs> Who did we say? David Mitchell. Yeah. And Patterson. He's his enemy. <laughs> the enemies of the wild sea- of the seas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get in between them. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Ahoy, Jim, lad. Set sail. We march against the armies of James Patterson, said David Mitchell. <laughs> and James Patterson said, I actually think he's being really aggressive. Um, there's plenty of coastline. <laughs> Uh, our territories are actually relatively far apart, and I don't see why he's um, bothering to engage my fleet. 
the scurvy dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the joke where the, the Alonwe and uh, the boy, unnamed boy, arrive at the door and they knock on the door. And um, he says, I'm ready for anything. And a fucking gorilla opens the door and starts screaming at him. That was good. But then it goes into a whole yeah. really unfunny gag of them screaming at each other. And they're both scared. And yeah. one of them faints. And it's bad. But just the idea of, I'm ready for anything. And then just a fucking gorilla. Like those perfectly cut gorilla tape ads. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that amused me. The concept amused me. Ah, uh, cool. See, yeah, I, I didn't like the initial screaming. But the mm. second time after the girl walks in and then the gorilla comes back into the screen and then screams. That tickled me. Okay. Because <laughs> the, I, I, yeah, definitely wasn't expecting that second time. And right. he, Rami Malek's gorilla, I mean, he's mm. not responsible for animating it, but maybe he is. In, <laughs> maybe in he did it. Head cannon, he is. Yeah. Every character has to animate their own animal, which <laughs> why, is like the test. <laughs> just why um, fucking Ray finds Tiger is just a poorly drawn scroll. <laughs> It's a fucking singularity, mate. Um, but but Rami Malek's gorilla, Chi-Chi, has these black, these small black solar eyes. Yeah. They give him like a look of famine. They're yeah. just so haunting and haunted. Mm. Um, when he rises back into screen, stares at this kid and then fucking screams in his face again. It's perfect. Yeah. As Doolittle is leaving his home, he's, yeah. he stops at his front door for a minute and just kind of plays with the latch for a minute before he leaves. And I mm. like that. There's a little human moment where he just was a little bit reluctant to leave home no. and um, just sort of touched a thing because we're very tactile creatures. We yeah. relate to things through touch. And yeah. yeah, it was a relatable and unusual moment when there were far too few of those. True. I liked it later when he took out his um, spinning top. It um, was like, please, please not be a dream. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about human moments, mm. there, yeah, there's one right. shot after Antonio Banderas goes, uh, this I- irony is me wanting to kill you but loving my daughter more is a silly line but yeah um his face then it's pure pain and glory it's, it's him <laughs> thinking about you know thinking about lost love no. um and, and opportunities over decades past and <laughs> he, he just looks down he's got a ridiculous makeup um like clown makeup i kind on, of liked his design um, his design the short blonde hair and beard it was unusual I, I had it as grey, but uh, <laughs> either way, yeah, um, yeah, no, it's a bit of a sad clown, mm. but but he just looks down and he chews on his his lip, and he's just got the saddest face, um, and and you can see all the pain in his eyes even though they're shut. It's it's a genuinely beautiful moment, and <laughs> do you know what? In, in spite of the fact that I was completely numb for the entirety of this film, two seconds of Antonio Banderas just flashing his acting chops, <laughs> actually. Cause a little stir and, Ooh, a, and, and a, old... tear, a tear threatened to come to my eye. And the old bulls there. Brilliant. Yeah, the old um, bull ducks. <laughs> yes, uh, my one is that um, the dread pirate David Mitchell is watching um, our hero <laughs> through his telescope. He sees, uh, and our hero says something like, um, he's got no chin, that man. And we cut to our villain just <laughs> saying, he said something about my chin. <laughs> that amused me. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty good. I wasn't expecting it. Um, and actually, very shortly after that, he's in his office and he goes to swat a fly and you can tell that this is a, a new scene, but it's probably the only new scene that I liked. He goes to swat a fly. The fly flies perfectly through a hole in the beater. It's a miracle! That must mean I am the chosen one. I'm going to change the world! And then flies out the window and gets eaten immediately by a seagull. And yeah. I just like the idea of a fly narrowly surviving execution and considering themselves the new the, the Jesus Christ of flies. <laughs> Like, who was prophesized. 
That was yeah. yeah, that amused me. It, it bespoke a whole thing. You know, it's like the balloons in Adventure Time. Yeah. Finally, we can, we can die. die. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing I thought of was I've never successfully caught a fly. They've always been caught too quick or for killed? me. Killed. <laughs> caught. I've done I, both. I want them to be my friends. <laughs> I've done both in my time. Seem to take their own life before I can get to know them. <laughs> Tiny gun. Speaking of jokes about changing the world, uh, mm. when the dragon is laying waste, Michael Sheen yeah. behind a rock, um, he sort of oh, escapes yeah. a dragon attack and goes, To save me, I have a second chance to live a life of, of kindness and, and, and generosity. And... Take him, not me! I'm a good person now! And it was a slow burner, but it landed a bit like a Rick Mayo line. Right. Like, speaking to God. I'm a yeah. good person now! <laughs> um, so it did go down well. I found that line to be a bit over the top for me. I liked the preceding yeah. line of um, <laughs> just this hero, this villain, now suddenly deciding, I could live a, a, a new life now, a kind yeah. of kindness and generosity. Mm. That that amused me. It's, it's fun. It re- revels. It revels, Paul, mm. like the chocolates. I will sample it and let the audience decide for themselves. It's just going to be me farting again. <laughs> For that time that we recorded and you had the farting fit. <laughs> oh, God! Please! <laughs> You'll delete this, won't you, mate? Why are you still recording? <laughs> I like the fact that we get one scene, one scene of Dr. Doolittle and the boy, who's meant to be his mentor, talking to each other earnestly. Mm. And they're talking about the languages of the animals. And it actually looks like going to have a moment. And then it turns into exposition. <clears throat> You know, it's, it was so <sighs> nearly just a scene of the two bonding. Yeah. But it turns into, here's more story we've got to relate. And it, oh, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. <laughs> it's very it? frustrating, but the promise <sighs> was there. I love that no promise. Tease. So I like the monkeys uh, in one scene. Oh, yeah. I think they're looking after his accounts and he turns around and he goes, oh, Juniper, Baldwin, whatever the names are, you're fired. Yeah. And it, it cuts to them and one of them turns and his mouth, like, mouth agape and a cigarette drops out of it. And that was just mm. really good timing for the head turn, mouth agape, cigarette falls out. And um, ah, and, it, okay. and and again, it was, a, it was a small detail. It didn't really draw attention to it. There was no like, do you want to pick that? Oh, fucking hell, that came out as, you want to pick that cigarette up? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, there wasn't yeah, like, piece of shit. Yeah. oh, you dropped your cigarette? Crazy monkey. It was just done. <laughs> End of the... Shouldn't even be smoking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bad for your health. I do think the film would have been better if we couldn't hear the animals speak. If only yeah. he could hear them. I mean, that would make Because, yeah, it didn't work for the Eddie Murphy. That was also very annoying. <laughs> then you'd have to focus on his relationship with the kid. Oof, you'd have that's to. dangerous though, Paul. You can't <laughs> expect an actor to, do, to communicate that. Not, they can't do all the knob gags themselves. Um, <laughs> I'll have my next one, The Design of the Island City, which had a name, but I didn't fucking catch him. Island it wasn't City. in the Wikipedia, so. Island City. Yeah, The Island City of Pirates and such. That was good. That reminded me of, like, old-fashioned adventure novels and such. Yeah. So it looked cool. I like that. Awesome. Yeah. There was a moment, I think, just before Emma Thompson expeditions Robert Downey Jr. into oh. taking Cody Smith McPhee on board. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes, come closer. Why? Because oh, you're in need of a trim. And then she just starts nipping at his sideburns. And I wasn't expecting yeah. that. And it was just weird to watch. There was something <laughs> weird about the movement of the parrot. Yeah. Inherently such a strange thing to have happened in that moment. Yeah. She just does it for a bit whilst they go on talking. Mm. Yeah, it was a relatively good gag, and it was a sort of utility, you know, utility of the um, yeah, of the animals. It's a living. It's a living. Yeah, exactly. 
God, I wish a joke was as good as It's a Living in this. <laughs> Ray Fiennes mm. delivered a lot of his bad lines very well. <laughs> yeah, he did. And in particular, the first line when he's talking about his mother when he comes into the My mother. cage. Yeah. My mother. <laughs> I create wounds. <laughs> All I hear day after day. Oh, Barry, you're such a disappointment. Why can't you be more like your brother? He eats poachers for a living, you know. Yes, mother, I know. The whole jungle knows. I particularly liked when Opium Doolittle is distracting him with the reflected light. Um, and, oh, the, and yeah. the tiger starts leaping, you know, starts leaping on it, trying to yeah. catch it. And Ray Fine's delivery turns into a sort of give up, do little. You can't outsmart. Oh, what was that? Oh, wait, now it's over there. Huh? And now it's over here. Now it's back over there. Got it. And now it's over here. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, you're right. That was a really funny moment. Um, now Jesse Buckley is in five minutes of this fucking film as Queen Victoria. Mm. Jesse Buckley is fucking great. She was in Beast, and she was in. Um, Wild Rose and she's really ah. good and she was really good in her few minutes here as Queen Victoria she had an authoritative pr- pr- uh, presence mm. loved her voice well I don't know why you're all standing there nobody's died leave me in peace you too <laughs> not you Dr. Doolittle a moment if you would please um, her scene was cut to buggery. You could tell that much. Mm. Because it's a scene where they cut to awkward comedy and then cut back to her laughing whilst looking in the opposite direction and the way the comedy was happening. Almost like it's, in a trailer. Um, yeah, almost as if something else was happening in that scene. Yeah. And they decided it should be about this instead. So, <sighs> But in spite of that, I liked her. That's cool. Uh, the, the, the the animation, you know, was, was janky. And it was just... The, some of the animals still looked really good. Um, okay. I thought Emma Thompson's parrot looked great. Um, oh, really, okay. t- really textured, really well defined, um, hmm. or almost levels of Christopher Robin, almost. Um, wow. And oh, yeah, one, one more. Um, when the dragon's speaking and Doolittle's hair is blowing merrily in the breeze and it's not drawing oh, attention yeah, to. That. Um, yeah. that was that was that was pretty good. My final good thing is the fact that the movie ends on a sign before it cuts to its awkward pop song, and the sign says "Doctor Doolittle, Doctor," and it says, "Will also consider far-flung voyages and magical adventures. Inquire within," and that bespoke. First of all, the sense of adventure, but also a humour that was absolutely yeah. lacking from the actual film. A real genuine um, whimsy. Yeah, that was a really good thing, to the point where it's like, yes, based on that, I get why this was a potentially interesting film franchise. Yeah. But yeah, none of that promise, unfortunately, actually made it into the film. No, it did not. Let's ask about the team. Let's go to the one good team. Straight to the OG team. <laughs> <laughs> the OG team. <laughs> Do another animal noise while I keep looking for this. The audience demands it. It's very good. It's a cat in the presence <laughs> of uh, the Dread Pirate, David Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What a horrible amalgamation yeah, just, uh... of my favourite and least favourite person. <laughs> Both bound by the name David. <laughs> That's all David's are. On, uh, oh, on, on Twitter, uh, Blightbusters mm. Podcast said, uh, well... Obviously, there's that one. Um, RDJ what? only drops his Welsh accent once in the whole film, so that's fun. <laughs> now, by drops, I don't know if he means like drops, like unleashes it, or uh, <laughs> or wobbles in it. Yeah, drops yeah. it. Just yeah. he's carrying it... the Welsh accent all the way through, and there's yeah. one moment where it's just like, oh fuck, <laughs> slips on a pie. God did... damn it! I can't fucking believe this bullshit. Oh, uh, oh, hey, oh, boy, oh, oh. 
boy oh oh look a dragon i don't think it was a bad accent actually i i i'm i will admit i'm not an expert on the welsh accent but it's camard hated it and i know he's an expert on welsh (laughs) it was it was fine but it was too it was too mumbly and the delivery was it was too messy and as part of a messy film it was yeah so hard to follow not enough of solid character there so um daniel from cinematic adventures uh oh yeah says i haven't seen that one it looked terrible so i avoided it but i'm sure you two will find the three good things about it which is very nice because he's saying that we're capable of we're both capable of finding more than one good thing each and and together that amounts that amounts to to three whole good things (laughs) we have provided you with an embarrassment of riches you can pick the three best of our quick fire (laughs) there and celebrate those all sorts of shit in there it's it's a culminative like product of 200 episodes almost of slaving Jesus. away at this format. <laughs> if we can find three, we can find one and a half good things each about a film. And, <laughs> Anytime and you like. say that we can't. You know, in the time <laughs> and place. Fucking be there, mate. Now? Ooh. Um, oh, that's not great for me. I'm a bit tired. Yeah, that's it. The uh, the only, only thing we had on Facebook was uh, Alex Brown says, the only problem with this podcast um, <laughs> is your un- unflinching racism and BO yeah. problems. Um, problem. And I don't like Goodman very much either. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> What did he actually say, you grass? He said, the only problem with this podcast is I can never contribute anything because the films are all shit, so I've never seen them. Aww. Which is... Yeah. Is true. I did read that and just kind of think, oh, well, maybe we could do a good film for once. Wait, why aren't we doing good films? <laughs> there's there's nothing more positive than trying to find the good things in bad movies, Paul. <laughs> nothing. Not talking about great films that are maligned and overlooked. No. It's our sole option. <laughs> we, we do this once every ten weeks, and um, we, try, we try and be sincere for as long as our... As long as our little hearts can take it, yeah. Um, So, in a way, I think we're the best people in the world. Apart from the OGT. No, I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, Okay. Okay, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Yeah, just just very quickly, really. Um, Look, for a charming lead man surrounded by a fantastical menagerie of animals and big name A-list actors, just go and watch The Life Aquatic. Ah. It's 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 more for kids than this is, even though there's surprisingly adult stuff in there, um, <laughs> which I never expect from Wes Anderson. And then go, oh, yeah, he's an adult; he can do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> when I think back to how all the crazy animals are animated, um, just how beautiful everything looks, and how original and and singular um, yeah. that experience is. Uh, all mm. the actors together are great. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's a single talking animal in there, so it's a huge win. Some claymation ones. Yeah, they don't talk. That's though. similar. Not no, human but, language. You know, being claymation talking, it's all much of a muchness, I find. It's all it's all equally bereft of talent and integrity. <laughs> we, we can all agree. So for that agree. reason, uh, watch Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Um, I've got two films and a graphic novel for you. How about that? Oh God, you would. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry, OG all- team. I take it back. You guys are great. It's this guy. <laughs> <the problem. laughs> this guy's the fucking problem here. Um, and I wrote them all myself, and it's all about my erotic eru- <laughs> adventures in my grand's house. Erotic so, um, eruptions. <laughs> um, yes, what I've got for you is Pirates and an Adventure with Scientists, which I think is Ooh. a really genuinely funny adventure film. Yeah, um, that's great. That has, yeah, it has that spirit of adventure. It has a couple of endearing animals, and you know, it's got Hugh Grant in one of my honestly favourite Hugh Grant roles. Oh, for sure. Um, Easily top three. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Man from Uncle's in there as well. Obviously, that's second, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Paddington, I suppose, gets a mention. <laughs> what with it being brilliant. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, it's just a really funny and genuinely good-spirited movie that has great little action sequences. And I, I've gone into the habit for some reason of watching it every Christmas. I'm not sure why, but it's good all the year round, so check it out. Beautiful. Um, second less good film <laughs> is um, The Aeronauts. Okay. A film from last year starring Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones as two people who go up in a balloon oh. uh, in an attempt to revolutionize sort of weather prediction. Yeah. Um, it's got extraordinary action sequences up there. Scenes where Felicity Jones has to climb on top of the balloon in order to try and fix part of it because they just keep rising up and mm. they're going to freeze to death up there. And incredible moments of vertigo and just really quite stuff. You know, bits where they they sort of slip off and almost fall to their death. Yeah. So it reminds me of gravity in terms of its sort of near misses. Um, and the performances are just brilliant. Um, I would say uh, apparently the film's been criticized for historical accuracy, but fuck it you know never let the facts get in the way of a good story i tell a lie to tell a truth i think is the uh yeah this is an authentic story this movie is about the triumph of science over ignorance it's about the spirit of adventure you know being such an important aspect for mankind and about Hmm. overcoming grief and if that's not true to the actual historical events then well maybe the events aren't as important as the story (laughs) And I would, the only thing I would say is we spent a bit too much time on the ground because it's kind of doing that dual narrative thing where they're up in the balloon, but then we also cut to their past and uh, okay. it makes the narrative, it makes the narrative a bit more conventional in that way. And it would have been more interesting if sort of Life of Pi style, we just stayed up in the balloon the whole movie. But yeah. hey, I really, I think it's really good. And it's from Tom Harper, who did Wild Rose. So, yeah. you know, speaking of, so yeah, cool. yeah, good stuff. Um, And then the graphic novel I was going to recommend, just briefly, is the fourth League of Extraordinary Gentlemen book, which came out this year on hardback, and I've been reading through it. It's called Tempest, and for anyone who doesn't know, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is Alan Moore, um, I forget the name of the illustrator, damn, but it's his um, sort of journey through Mm. a shared universe. And when I say shared universe, it's a shared universe of everything, is the idea, Mm. of mostly British creations, old comic books, uh, Victorian novels... Mm. Um, television as well. The current plot concerns Mina Murray having survived her encounter with Dracula, who is trying to, who has come into conflict along with her sidekicks Emma Peel from the Avengers, yeah, and um, Orlando from the Virginia Wolf story. Yeah. Um, they are coming up against Sean Connery's James Bond, who has found the Fountain of Eternal Youth and has <laughs> nuked it as well. <laughs> and he's got all the other Bonds as well, sort of in a coterie of bad guys. So he's got Daniel Craig's Bond with him as well. Oh, and- cool! I really like his treatment of Bond. Um. As it just being <laughs> it just being a code name and 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 something that people like yeah. a mantle that people take on. Um, yeah, and they're just other. awful people. Yeah. All of them misogynist murderers yeah. who work for the state. Yeah, <laughs> what wouldn't Alan Moore hate about that? It's fantastic. Um, and yeah, this anyway, this particular story came to mind because they're just journeying about. They're in a boat. They're sailing around the place. Um, and it's just yeah, it really has that spirit of adventure that the, uh, this film lacked. So check that out. Lovely. It's so inventive. And check this yeah. out. Pointing at my cat. Check this out. Zoop. <laughs> Your cat's in there. Oh my god. Get me out. It's a living. <laughs> what job are you doing in there? <laughs> the one better thing. <laughs> the one better thing. Paul, how can people find out more about our habits of, of putting cats about a person? They can search out the hashtag one good thing on Twitter because that's bound to bring up something. Probably not. We don't post on there often. Um, but we do put out calls for the OG team on Twitter Ooh. and Facebook, which is which is the only use for social media as far as we're concerned. Mm. It's as far as you're concerned. 
So yeah, we're, we're there on Twitter and Facebook. We're on Spotify. We have a Patreon. Last week we released more on trailers. Uh, all the really silly, gory, funny, but still very, yeah. very good trailers that didn't make our top Fuck. 10 uh, yeah. get uh, discussed in a disgusting discussion. <laughs> and this week we're releasing a Patreon special with Ellen Graham of Babybeard. Yeah. Fame. She's stuck around. She's still here. Yeah, somewhere. she's stuck around. She's, she's still here. She's still going. It's a 72-hour <laughs> recording. But it's all yeah. gold, I swear to God. Um, yeah, so uh, for as little as $1 a month, you get access to all of that exclusive content and you just keep the lights running here at um, yeah. OG Towers. So, yeah, thank you for everybody who's already uh, patronising us with wonderful comments yeah. like, oh, you're not too bad looking for an ugly man. And um, <laughs> Pretty fit for an Englishman. It's very, yeah, it's very patronising and, and we love it. It keeps us going. So Fuck yeah, keeps me, keeps me out of there. Thank you for all of that, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. But thanks for everyone also for just listening to this, to us talking. It's yeah. been brilliant. We love it. We're going to do it more. We really do. We're going to do it more next week. You'll see. Just you wait. Don't you worry about the <laughs> sunshine. Show you all. Yeah, it's coming up. Don't you worry your little balls about it. I'm Paul Balls. Your name's all over it, mate. I'm Paul Slag. I'm all over it, mate. Remember, the one good thing about Doolittle is that it really should have done less and done more with that less. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh! I did it! I'm a film critic! <laughs>